This is the Feminine Podcast, the official podcast of Feminine, discussing all things femme, a little bit of EM, and everything in between. I'm Jenny Beck Esme, Editor-in-Chief of Feminine. Next up on our Fix 19 content, we have a talk from Dr. Rose Diaz. She's a third-year resident at the University of Michigan. She was a kindergarten teacher for 10 years before transitioning to a career in medicine, so of course, she gravitated toward EM. Obviously, she thrives in chaos. Her non-traditional path to medicine left her with an abundance of mommy guilt. She shares her story and how she learned to say goodbye to that mommy guilt in today's Fix 19 Talk. Enjoy. So today I wanted to talk to you about mommy guilt. Mommy guilt. It's a subject that's had a huge impact in my life. It's very personal and very pervasive, and I know I'm not the only one it affects. I constantly hear my coworkers struggle with the stigma of mommy guilt, but now my children are adults. They're ages 24, 22, and 20, and I'm an empty nester. And I can look back with greater clarity and retrospection about my mommy guilt, and I wanna share with you what it was like when my road to medical school was paved with the stigma and the self-reproach and the shame of mommy guilt. And I also want to be really considerate because I know not everyone in the audience is a parent. And I want to thank you for listening and hopefully you'll find the themes of finding yourself divided between multiple commitments to be familiar. So we're gonna start out by playing a game of mommy bingo. My bingo board has a Spanish spelling of mommy. And you're gonna get a free spot right in the middle because mommy guilt starts early for anything related to breastfeeding. Whether you chose not to breastfeed or you were told that you breastfeed too often or not enough or that you stop too soon or too late. Maybe you had more than one pump and dump nights. Also, give yourself some points if you ever feel guilty when your kid cried for a caregiver instead of you. Sleep training. Maybe you felt guilty when you have all those unfinished baby books in the corner. Maybe you've thrown away some of your kid's artwork because let's face it, they're not all masterpieces. <laughs> Maybe you forgot to play Tooth Fairy because that pillow is cash only business. Maybe you felt guilty when you made it to every other game but you missed your child's big game. Or your cupcakes are from the grocery store, not the nice grocery store, instead of your oven. Maybe you have felt guilty about any of these things, and I know that even making it to afternoon pickup was a victory to me, but my kids made me feel bad because I was one of the last cars in line, and it felt like I couldn't win. So this was a blackout for me, and maybe it struck some mommy guilt with you. So mom guilt is a topic, though, that we need to address, and today I wanted to address it with you in two separate ways. First, in a really personal way, I wanted to talk to you about the drama that Mommy Guilt created in my life. And I'll do it by sharing the archives of my family and showing you some family photos. And you're gonna see my kids grow up through my medical career before your very eyes. And I wanted to do it in this personal way because I know that Mommy Guilt is far-reaching. And I think it may strike a chord in others when you see how, at a time, I felt drowning in Mommy Guilt. And I also wanted to approach it to share the data about mommy guilt and what the research shows about how adult children of working mothers succeed in life. And the research is very reassuring. So this is a picture 
of my early family. And for those of you who are good in math and in this room, that's everybody, <laughs> something may not add up. I'm still a resident, but yet I'm an empty nester. And that's because my path to medicine was very unique. I did become a mom at a very young age, and by the time I was 25, I had three kids. I had wanted to be a doctor since I was a little girl, but I thought becoming a young mom meant that that was gonna be a dream that was permanently deferred. Instead, I worked as a teacher's aide as my college job, and it was an easy transition when I was recruited into early education. And I was a kindergarten teacher for 10 years, that's me in the corner. And it was a very comfortable situation because I taught at the same school that my children attended. My children were close to me and I was available to them. But life threw me a big curveball, and after 10 years, my marriage to my college sweetheart ended in an abrupt divorce. It was a very difficult time and we were just playing marriage by two different sets of rules. I was playing the two-player version. <laughs> 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 and my divorce weighed heavily on me, literally and figuratively, as you can see. And it was an especially heavy burden because I came from a very Latino, very Catholic family where you did not get a divorce and the women stood by their husbands no matter what. And it brought me to this questioning of my life and I wondered how I had diverged so far from my course. I was working a career of convenience. It wasn't my true passion. My children were expecting me to get them through a divorce. I didn't understand myself, and I was in poor health. So I took it as an opportunity to reinvent myself, and very, very slowly, I was able to lose over 100 pounds. I next, <laughs> thank you. I next set my goal at running. I first celebrated when I ran around the entire block, and I very gradually extended my distances until I could run 26.2 miles. And when I crossed the finish line of my first marathon, I felt like I could do anything if I approached it the same way, step by step. I next set my sights on admission to medical school. I went to a community college to start off my prerequisites. I became an EMT at my local hospital in Boyle Heights, California, where I saw health disparities occur before my very eyes. Ultimately, I gained admission at UC Davis Medical School, and I thought that this moment meant victory. <laughs> That's what I thought, victory. But little did I know, the floodgates of mommy guilt were about to open. In my mind, the timing was perfect. My kids were entering high school, junior high, right about the time when you don't want to talk to your parents anyway. But my family and friends were full of negative opinions and they did not hold back. My own sister told me, Rose, it is not your turn to pursue your dreams. It's your children's turn to pursue their dreams. And another family echoed these sentiments when she said, Rose, I just feel the need to serve as an advocate for your children. You going back to medical school will be detrimental to them. Worst off, my ex-spouse took me to court to gain full custody of my kids. And in the court paperwork, it said that I had abandoned my children to go to medical school. Well, I was able to retain custody of my children and I was able to go through medical school, but it was a tough road and it was framed with all these negative thoughts. And I could see that resentment was brewing in my children. One day when I was studying at the kitchen table, my oldest daughter told me, 
You're like Cinderella in her glass coach. And what she meant was that I was visible, but not available. I was constantly studying. This may be familiar to some of the moms in the audience, but one Friday, my son sprung a science fair project that was due the following Monday, which also happened to be the big day of a medical school exam. And when I couldn't help him the same way that he had expected me to help him, he told me, all you do is study science, except when it comes to helping me, then you don't have time. And my youngest daughter, she really struggled when she became the target of cyberbullying. I remember we went to a local park, she opened up to me, and she cried, and she said, Mommy, I need you to quit medical school, and I really, really considered it. But by that time, it was the end of my second year, and I was way too far in debt to not finish my degree. <laughs> and so, instead, I decided to take a formal leave of absence, but that was a tough decision. Not only was I losing the continuity of learning, I was also losing the support of my classmates with whom I had built a really strong bond in the first two years of medical school. And the real doozy is that I had to pay tuition for every quarter of my absence to keep my spot. But the mommy guilt, it made me do it. I felt like I had no options. I questioned in my mind, was it not my turn? Is my ambition detrimental to my children? And those questions will bring us to some of what social learning theory tells us about employed mothers. Social learning theory tells us that children's behaviors are created when they observe and imitate others. And so as parents, we have this unique opportunity to shape our children's behavior through interactions that take course over many years. And so when working mothers advance in their careers, their children are watching. And as far back as the 1970s, social learning theory has shown that children learn more from their parents than they will from their own friends, from their teachers, or even other adults. And so Harvard Business School researchers set to assemble a data set that would study how does working mother, mothers affect their children. And the first data set that they use surveyed over 36,000 respondents from 29 different countries. And it showed that these adult children of working mothers were more likely to be employed themselves and more likely to be supervisors at work. And just, oh, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> and just to make sure that their data set could be replicated over time and geographical location, they gathered more data. This survey was over 66,000 respondents from 29 different countries, and it showed the same thing. And when they put these two data sets together, it was, in summation, 100,000 responders, 29 different countries, over 10 years. And it showed that as adults, these women and daughters of working mothers were 1.2 more likely times to be employed themselves, they were 1.29 times more likely to supervise others, and they spent only an extra 45 minutes at work. They weren't investing twice or three times the amount, and they were able to make more money annually than their counterparts. You may ask, how were the sons affected? The sons benefited as well, and they were shown to have more egalitarian views. At work, they had less gender bias, 
At home, they're helping out over an hour or more. And when they choose their spouses, they're recreating the same home that they grew up on, grow up in, and they are choosing spouses who are employed. And so despite being shrouded in a cloak of mommy guilt, my children watched me graduate from medical school and they by my side as I was hooded, and they watched me match at the University of Michigan, which is a real celebration of a program that really appreciates applicants with diverse backgrounds. And things have really come full circle for me. My mommy guilt faded and their resentment faded as well, as you can see from these really sweet Mother's Day messages. And despite coming from a background where a college education is a real rarity, I was able to watch my two daughters graduate from Yale University on the same day. <laughs> Thank you. My daughter Marina graduated with her master's in public health, and my daughter Lily graduated with her bachelor's of science. And my son has done well. He has wanted to pursue his own career in healthcare, and there he is in his EMT uniform where he works in Compton, California with underserved patients. And as you can see, everything has come full circle. And so I wanted to really share with you my personal story because I think that mommy guilt can really resonate with a lot of people, especially if you feel like I did at times, that it had its dark cloud casting its net on every aspect of your life. But my life shows, and the research shows, that your children will thrive, not despite your career, but because of your career. And social learning theory also shows us that your children are watching you. <laughs> Your children are watching you as you succeed in a career where women are underrepresented. Your children are watching you fight for gender equality. Your children are watching you overcome multiple struggles. And your children are watching you make sure that you have the time and the resources to advocate for the advancement of women by making sure you attend conferences like these. <laughs> and so I just wanted to say to you today, that you can, read, you can breathe a sigh of relief and to say goodbye to mommy guilt for good, your children will thrive. Thank you. <laughs>